you should like be something in one of the new Star Wars movies that comes out down the road. Now I would do that. Right? For sure. How, who would that be? To be like a Wookiee or something? Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be awesome. Or a Stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, like... That'd be sick. <laughs> right? Come on. If I had some Storm... Like a, a Stormtrooper with some J's <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so people know it's me. What's up, everybody? We back. R2C2, man. Uh, it's been like three weeks, huh? Yeah, man. We took a, a three-week hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. And um, one of the things I love about our audience is, like, I feel like there were a lot of, hey, man, when's the next episode? I'm sick of waiting. You know? Like, it, it was... What I was like the that. last episode? What, 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 <sighs> what was the last on? episode? What... Was last episode here in my apartment? Yeah, it was as here. Well? In the, oh, okay. Yeah. It was here in the apartment. We're back in my apartment. We're back. Man. It's, <laughs> it's the Soho Studios, man. It's good. I'm just trying to think what was going on the last yeah, time. Yeah, what was going on? Was it the, shit's so different now. I know. I'm in a fucking sling. Yeah, you are, Arms man. fucked up. Um, how's your shoulder feeling? Sore, man. Uh, yeah. It's, um, it's not getting better yet, but... I mean, you know, I went to the doctor today. I had a doctor's appointment today. Dr. Mott was like, yeah, you, if you didn't do this... You would have been messed up for a long time. So uh, I'm glad I got it done, and it's going to be a long process rehabbing and stuff. But I feel I feel I feel good about it. Yeah. And by the way, Sadie just reminded me when we were talking about Garrett Cole when you made news. Well, that was the last podcast you talking about. Oh, your com- yeah, your conversations was, with yeah, him. Yeah, yes, yeah, that yeah. was the, the. Well, at least they start quoting the pot in the in, yeah, the, in the in the post. Absolutely, well, they, they quote it all the time. I'm just yeah, saying, like, yeah, you know, we making news. Exactly. Bro. No, no. I think like f- from now on, whenever you go on any media appearance anywhere, like your first opening line should be, hey, guys, I'm going to answer that, but I just want to let you know I have a podcast, R2C2. <laughs> Download, rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you want to hear my opinions in a more fuller context, you could go to uh, where you get your podcast. Um, but so, okay, so the, the shoulder, like – I, I was kind of joking with you before because when you're a player, they send out a press release, right? Yeah. They're like, this is what we did or whatever. You, those don't happen for you anymore. <laughs> yeah, nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody needs to know your timetable of recovery. Nobody do, gives a do, shit anymore. Do you know exactly – like, what did they tell you about it? He just told me that I'll be golfing by April. So That was what you needed to that's know. That's all I needed to know. Okay. Uh, he said, don't plan any golfing trips for April, but – I guess when I when it subluxed, um, it kind of it tore out the back, like the, the capsule they call it. Okay. So he said it'll it be like the equivalent of me like tearing my ACL in my shoulder. Oh my gosh! Is what I did. So wow. When it subluxed, it tore everything, and then you know the labrum, rotator cuff, bicep, and then in the back, it's that capsule that he had to sew back together. So I think that's what's making it so sore. I got one, two, three, five incisions. So it's like the whole shoulder, bro, oh. which is crazy because me and Amber were just talking we're driving down here. Like, yeah. I get the clearest cut signs in my life about what to do next. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. like, like uh, whoever's upstairs is always yeah. like, okay, this is the end of this. Yeah. Like, go on to the next. Yeah. Like, you need to go to rehab. Ne- you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I get the yeah. clearest signs, bro. Yeah. So, like. My shoulder breaking, it was like <laughs> the clearest sign of like, yeah, let's go on to the like, next this phase. this is done. This is it. Let's yeah. move to the next phase of well, my life. Well, because as you said, which was interesting to me, like you – Oh, I would have came back. Yeah. I'm telling that, you right now, yeah. I would have came back. It was already like in my head. I already yeah. started thinking like – yeah. Man, the kids get out of school maybe like June. I could like come back. Yeah, mid mid season reliever. I was yeah. already like it was already in my mind. It's so funny because I, I never like I thought you were 
you know, so set on retirement. And then to think that, like, no, 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 you really did get to that place. Yeah. That you almost – you needed a sign that was like, like no, no, no. Nah, this yeah. is going to be it. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I thought – I mean, I was so clear cut and, like, yeah. set on retirement. But just, it, like, not – it wasn't easy doing – coming out of bullpen. I came yeah. out of the bullpen one time. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But it was just fun. It yeah. was something new. Yeah. Something I had never done in the game before, and I felt like I could do it. Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, my arm was a little livelier, and I was throwing harder. Um, so it was, yeah, it was, it was very doable for sure. Do you think? Did you tear all that stuff throwing those extra pitches, or you nah? Think- I, I did it on that pitch. You did, okay. And, and look, me, like, I mean, I, I have a pretty high pain tolerance, obviously. Yeah. Um, and I, I had to just make sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. I would have threw that one pitch, like. I wouldn't have been totally, like, completely set that, like, that I really heard it. Yeah. So I had to, like, make sure that it wasn't just like a – because you feel different shit all the time while you're out there. Like, oh, shit, like that grabbed or this grabbed. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, let me, like, work through it. Yeah. So I knew that I fucked it up, but I just had to make sure. Right. If that, how stupid <laughs> if is that sounds. It feels torn. But, but I want to know it's sure really that torn. I, I yeah. tore it all away. Like, <laughs> so boom. Because yeah. I, I know that it didn't do any more damage because it didn't hurt anymore. After it didn't hurt any, any more, it wasn't any more pain after I threw that one pitch to Springer, or whoever it was. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it, gotcha. it felt exactly the same. The next three. So pitches you knew whatever you had done, pitch. that's what it was. It did it. Th- I did it then. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Man, yeah. I, like just thinking about now, just the feeling of oh. my body. It was so nasty. Man. Oh Golly. man, yeah, that is. But so, what do you think you? Because it was already. It obviously was primed to be torn, right? So you were pitching throughout the year with some level of issues there oh then, yeah we right? had issues yeah. all year we yeah were, we were crawling to the finish line yeah just yeah injections and different things trying to yeah figure out you know trying to get back out there and even you know missing the first round of the playoffs yeah yeah um was tough but yeah i mean and, and even if i would have not pitched in the playoffs it's still a little part of me would have thought like maybe i can like come yeah back as a really, you know what i'm saying yeah so it was good that i got back out there and my shit snapped it, ha- it happened how it needed to yeah for sure how like what kind of pain do you feel now just like when you're sitting around uh, or it just depends on like yeah. i'm obviously i'm strapped into this thing and i can't move it away from my body yeah i'll um, describe it for the audience so cc has like a he has a sling that's got a, a big like a black pillow. cushion, but it ha- right, and it's got like a pillow that kind of attaches to your oblique and then goes around your waist and back, and then Straps a padded over. strap over your shoulder as yeah. well. Yeah. Or over so if head. I move it away, if if I get out of this like thing and I can and I move it, it hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah. But long as I'm like locked into this and you know I, I'm fine throughout the day. It's just hard sleeping. Oh yeah. I haven't slept, man, and I haven't slept since I since I did it. To be honest, so like when more does than four or five hours? Is it is it because the pain's so intense, or is it because you can't find a comfortable both, position? Both, yeah. like the pain so intense that like I, if I find a comfortable position, soon as I move and I, like I feel that pain, then it's, I'm up the rest of the night. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. It's just it's both. It's the pain and it's just finding a comfortable spot to like actually lay in. You know. So we we took uh, you know this little period uh, of time off post Yankee season. You got surgery. Thanksgiving happened, and I I was looking at your uh you know your Thanksgiving Instagram stories. It looked unbelievable, man. I mean, how what kind oh, of dishes did you guys have at the house? Because it looked unbelievable. We, it man. was a good Thanksgiving, man. Yeah. We had uh that's you know that's my favorite holiday. I know, Obviously, man. My aunt has to fly from California to cook for me. Glow. Yeah, Auntie Glow. Yeah, she has to fly in, so she flew. She flies in a week early. 
<laughs> to start making like cakes and pies and all oh, that stuff. So that's great. It was good. Uh, the week before that Saturday before Thanksgiving was Lil C's 16th birthday party. Yes, I um, saw that. You guys had a big blowout big there. Big blowout party. That was a lot of fun. So all his buddies and his cousins and stuff came from California. Oh, they had the whole nice. week off of Thanksgiving. So our house was full. So we had, I mean, 16, 17 people at our house the whole week. Oh, my gosh. So it was fun. And I love that. Like, you I do? love having my family around. I, love th- I mean, I love the holidays. I love that's why I wanted a big family of yeah. my own. Yeah. You know, just so, you know, in the future I can have a bunch of grandkids around, things like that. So it was fun having my whole family, a lot of my family in, in town and, and being able to celebrate Lil C's birthday and and uh yeah, all of that stuff. Rich the Kid performed at his birthday party. It was it was crazy, cool. man. It was a good time. How do you guys go about that? You know, you always have Finding somebody? Yeah. You know what's crazy is that we had it we didn't have anybody in, in the day of. Um uh we had a performer, he canceled, and in the day of we found out Rich the Kid was performing in Mawa, which is 15 minutes away from where we were, and it just kind of worked out. It was it was worked out perfectly. So I want to ask you more about that, but first I just have to let our audience know that today's show is sponsored by Omax. Visit omaxhealth.com and enter code R2C2 to get 20% off. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, or someone who deals with aches and pains, finding a natural remedy that instantly works, sometimes it seems impossible. Most over-the-counter pain relievers only focus on one basic cooling effect, which temporarily takes your mind off the pain until it returns. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFreeze CBD, developed by Omax Health. I have to say... You know, they were nice enough to, to send us the, the product. I use this thing on my lower back all the time. It's unbelievable. Like, I, it, is, it is absolutely fantastic with the little roll-on, too. Yeah, and that's it, perfect. The yeah, roll-on. the roll-on is key, man. Yeah. It's, it's terrific. This non-prescription triple-action pain relief roll-on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part? It's 100% natural. CBD-powered remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application, and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than the over-the-counter products. Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFreeze pain relief roll-on, plus free shipping. This discount also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter code R2C2 to take advantage of this incredible savings. I'm telling you, this product, it works. If you have some muscle aches, pains, you want relief, make sure you check this out. Don't let muscle soreness stop you from living an active lifestyle. Go to omaxhealth.com, enter code R2C2, and feel relief faster. So when, you're, when you figure out that Richard Kidd is in Mawa, who do you then, like, contact, though, to try and, like, how does that work? Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's like we have our my, my manager um, at Rock Nation, mm. uh, Deb. She does, like, all of that with Amber. Her and Amber does, all, um, like, planning all that, and she figured out that he was there and, you know, close and – yeah, it, so, it worked out. It was dope. It they, worked out. It was pretty cool. Little C looked like he had the time of his yeah, life, he, man. It, yeah. And it was like it was cool, like I said, because all his, his buddies came from yeah. California and and uh, all his buddies here. It was it was a good time. What's the favorite dish for Thanksgiving? I was going to ask you. Yeah. What, what, oh, you can answer yeah, that first. Yeah. So my mom makes a pineapple stuffing. It's unbelievable. And so stuffing for you is like dressing, like what's like uh, stuffing, turkey dressing. Yeah, stu- like you know the stuffing is like. 
the wait what do you yeah, mean it's like yeah, dressing yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. dressing we're you talking call about the same dressing? thing oh. t- it's two different thanksgivings but we're talking about the same thing wait so dressing you call dressing you guys stuffing? call stuffing yeah really yeah. i've never is this a california thing no or? it's a black people thing you ain't never gonna hear no yeah, black person say yeah. oh, i had some stuffing on thanksgiving really? no it's like that's what we call it dressing really it's the same thing though yeah okay because yeah. i've heard like gravy and dressing called the same thing before but i've never never heard stuffing called dressing yeah okay so then it's pineapple dressing like yeah, it's stuffing it's, yeah same thing it's unbelievable though man you would think like <laughs> like pineapple stuffing or pineapple dressing like what it's so good man it is so good that, uh, that's, that's my uh, favorite it's thing. always like uh, like for me it's it's my my aunt's dressing it's the same yeah. thing like but it's like a personal thing you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's something that she can only make me like mm-hmm. like i can't go like i can't have thanksgiving at anybody's house because she can only make me that that dressing and that's all i'm eating on thanksgiving y- you know what I'm saying? I like, do. My, I do. my mom's potato salad and that dressing is have to have on Thanksgiving. I know exactly what you mean. And it's funny you say this because you and I were both at the March of Dimes luncheon yesterday. Yesterday. And uh, the, I was sitting at a table with um, a bunch of uh, different executives from Stadium, uh, and uh, which, you know, Shams, the NBA insider, works for. And... Um, <laughs> randomly somehow they were talking about Thanksgiving and the CEO of, of stadium was a really nice guy. He was saying how he's like, I, I it's amazing. But like my, my mom stuffing, it just cannot be duplicated. Like I, I've tried, my wife's tried, other people in my family. Try, it's just like, it just isn't the same. No, it just it's doesn't never the taste same. The but, same. but Amber, she can do my aunt's mac and cheese pretty close. Ooh. Um, but she's, I told her this uh, Thanksgiving that she's got to get in the, in the kitchen and learn how to <laughs> how to make this dressing. Yeah. Sure. Oh, did she did she try it with Not this Auntie year. Glow? Not okay, this year, but she will year. next year for sure. Do you remember the first, I think the first shoot we ever did together was at your old house. Oh, in it was Vallejo. at Glow's house. Yeah. yeah, it was at, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, there was a huge. Uh, what was it a cookout? I don't know what what we term it, but then was, you guys was that was uh, was Marcus with us, Tim's. No, no, we just had a party there. You just had it was your yeah. first game back in Oakland since joining the Yankees. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you remember so this that? Was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I remember. yeah we we there was like a ton of food. Yeah, like, and that was that's Thanksgiving. Yeah, there. I mean oh, at that man. house, it's like it would be people eating in the garage, in the front yard, the backyard, like yeah. The house is tiny, and we have a huge family, and, you know, that's where we all went for, you know, to eat. Even Sundays, like Sundays after church, it would be 25 25 people at my house. You know what I'm saying? Like at my grandma's house, just eating, like, family. So that's where I get, like, that big sense of, like, wanting my family around. Oh, I love that, You know, just food around on the holidays and shit. I know, man. Dude, I've had it it, uh, before at my – this year I was at – in uh, Florida with Andrea's family, but we – so my parents didn't host – but at my house, we've had it before. We've had 45 people, and it's like all my cousins. And yeah, I love that's that, fun, man. man. Yeah, that's, it is. that's the best. The yard football game's great then, you know. It's like it's fantastic. You know, it's funny. Just thinking about that time at your uh, at your house in uh, Vallejo, um, I can remember how old – How what's the age difference between uh, Jaden and Sia with uh, Lil C? Uh, C sixteen, Jaden's fourteen, size eleven. Uh, okay. Yeah. I so I think it was Jaden, who I was I like the kids were around you know somewhere we were shooting, and like I asked Lil C something. Jeez, and he was like you know yeah. If that he, was if that was, he was nine, six years old. he had to be yeah. He, he had to be six. And and I I always remember cracking up because you know he was he was. He was being a, a normal kid. He was like a little shy or whatever. And and Jaden going, 
Lil C, or, or C, whatever she would call him, the man asked you a question. <laughs> <laughs> and I always remember little Jaden, like, <laughs> getting her big brother to, like, answer the question. It was so cute. That's adorable. Funny. Yeah, man. We've so, done so many shoots at that house. It's crazy. Uh, unbelievable. So, you know what's interesting? So, we're getting into, like, hot stove time, right? The winter meetings are coming up next week. We know the Yankees met with Garrett Cole this week, as has been widely reported. How um, does that get reported, though? Like, who reports that? That's a good fuck? question. That's a really good question. Does it, like, maybe, maybe, maybe you want people to know, though. Like, hey, we're going for them. Like, maybe like you want stay people. away. We're going to write a big check. You don't want to play in this the Usually, Usually the Yankees, yeah. that, that scares other teams away when yeah. the Yankees are in. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It, but anyway. Uh, right. Uh, it would be interesting to kind of think about the strategy behind it, right? Because is it kind of like, a oh, we're, we're in this and we're willing to – we're willing to cut a check, so don't try and play yeah, in I saw, our field. Listen, the year that I was a free agent, the, when the Yankees, they already made me an offer. Nobody else made me an offer after that. Yeah, that's because interesting. Because they knew they couldn't match it. Not coming close to that. So this is this is what you got. You who, know what I'm saying? Who made you the second best offer? Anaheim. Anaheim. Yeah. Really interesting. And, so and did that come before the Yankees offer though, or did that they, came after the Yankees offered me a contract right after the season? If you remember, yeah. like it was. I remember Cash right away. Very. He was. What was interesting about it? He was vocal in the media saying, and I can remember this clear as day. He is a big part of our plans. Yeah. Like, it, like, like he was like basically like we're writing him into the roster. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they so they offered me a contract right after the season, and then I didn't, I didn't talk to them until the winter meeting. So that was like a month. Wow. And I got an offer. Uh, so if the winter meetings were on a Friday, I was flying out there on a Wednesday. I got a meet, I got an offer from Anaheim on that Wednesday. Got and you. that was it. Got you. So it was just Anaheim and, and then Milwaukee at all. And then Milwaukee. You. Yeah. Yeah. Got you. That's interesting. But once people knew the big money from the Yankees, they kind of like forget yeah, it. Yeah, but it's different now, you know, with them just meeting with them. You know what I'm saying? They yeah. may get more teams in like, hey, we need to get our offer in. We need to figure shit out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, especially the teams that really want them. Like. Maybe in Anaheim. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So I uh, know. I um I <clears throat> oh yeah, you know, it's it's interesting too because you mentioned Anaheim and their GM of course is Billy Epler, Billy Epler who yeah. was Cashman's number two guy for years, including when you were recruited. Mm-hmm. What um ha- now of course last episode we made big news with you talking about your conversations with Garrett Cole. Oh <laughs> we did. Yeah. Well are you continuing your recruiting efforts? I haven't talked to him. <clears throat> uh I haven't talked to him. No, um, I I wanted to go on this this you know meeting yeah. with him, but yeah. uh, obviously I couldn't. But um, yeah, no, well, I mean you will though if if you're called upon. Oh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Just get it done, all right? Yeah, just just do what you got to do. But to, man, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say it again. They're yeah. gonna have to pay this guy. I know it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, but to, again, he's worth it. Yeah, like he he is worth it. Like he is what what you want as as a front line. Starter in every word, in every sense of it. Yes, you got to pay for that shit. Period. Absolutely. The other way, the other thing I look about it with it is he's 29 years old. He's, you know, so he's obviously still firmly in his prime. You line him up, and you then would think, okay, we have Sevy and Cole as the top two guys for however many years. It protects you some, depending on what happens in free agency next year with Tanaka and Paxton, you know, if those guys are back or not, whatever. You know, not to mention, you know, 
well, Otaka's actually only 30, but like. I was about to say, I, yeah. I wouldn't want Masa to be around. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, you love that guy. I love Masa. And I think Yankee fans love him too, man, because yeah. he's, he's so clutch. He's, he's a almost, gamer. He is a gamer. He's People a gamer. That must, that, man, I he, love that dude. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but how about like, I mean, if all of a sudden he's your third starter or fourth starter, yeah, you if know, he's, like. If he's, you know, starting game three in, 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 uh, in fucking. Astros yeah. with Minute Maid Park. Yeah. And they ain't got the fucking name banging on the trash cans. <laughs> I think I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> All of a sudden we feel a lot better. <laughs> I know. I do think this is one of those unique scenarios. Like I have understood, like, okay, why, you know, I mean, I know Patrick Corbin ended up playing a huge role in the in the playoffs. Like, with all due respect to Patrick Corbin, he wasn't Garrett Cole coming into free agency, right? It's a unique situation that does feel similar to yours. Even though you were more accomplished than Garrett is at this moment when you were a free agent, it feels similar in the sense of, like, primetime ace, no doubt about it. Dude who's now shown he could do it in October, too. Like, he's going to be your guy. Man, for me, it's just – it just makes so much sense. It, it, it made sense when he was available for trade. Yeah, like, it, yeah. Like, that guy's a Yankee, bro. Like, yeah. if I've ever seen a fucking Yankee in my life, that guy's one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he needs to be on this roster at some like some point in his career. He's going to show up here and win a World Series. I want you and to I repeat think this I, verbatim to him. I like the way <laughs> this pitch is going. Just like it, that. It, but it's just <laughs> – it's I don't know. I don't know any other way to explain it to fans, yeah. to people. Like, I just, like, know that he's going to work. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh yeah so and and that being said you're gonna have to pay him yeah yeah you know exactly what'll be interesting is like let's say the Yankees dole out the dollars which you know word from Joel Sherman after this was you know or or was it Joel or maybe it was John John Heyman was saying the Yankees are are ready to pay or whatever these guys don't be knowing shit <laughs> but point is like well the, the the thing is if the yankees let's say make the biggest financial offer does cole come or would he potentially take a discount to stay at home not nah, I, I i mean i think you think he comes for the biggest man money? when was the last time somebody took a discount i don't anybody. know anybody yeah anybody anywhere yeah when was the last time like any big free agent took a discount to go some stay somewhere or go like I can't – I don't know. Nobody's ever taken a discount. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not yeah. even to stay. Yeah. Uh, they had to pay Trout to stay. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, right, like, right, yeah. Nobody takes a discount. Like, yeah. you don't have to pay that guy to come. He's a, That guy's an ace, man. Yeah. So whoever the fuck is going to get him is going to pay him the most, period. You you know, one of the things that's interesting about this, and I, I, I want to tap into it with you because I know you've talked about it in the past, and I believe on R2C2, but it's been a while – when you're the number one dog in free agency, you feel some sort of um, responsibility to the rest of the players and the union, right, to hit a mark and to, to extend the dollars. Like, isn't there some part of you that feels like, man, I got to make sure I get the most so that this train keeps moving in the right direction? Yeah, for sure. I mean, especially in, in the climate that it is now uh, with, you know, we're seeing people yeah. not wanting to pay. So, yeah, yeah I think I think – I think guys feel obligated to do that. Yeah, I mean, you you got to you know you got to think about the guys that are coming behind you and the guys that were before you that maybe didn't want to go where they went and they took the money just so that you could have this opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Did so, you feel that when you were going through the process uh, of like a I need to make sure? I mean, I I, to- yeah, but it wasn't like a like a it wasn't like a huge factor okay. in, in my decision. But yeah, I mean, I was aware of it. Okay, you know? yeah, I was gonna take the most money, <laughs> but it, but yeah. it. It didn't factor in, if that makes sense. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It didn't have to because 
All that I mean, I got I got the biggest offer from the team that's gonna give me the chance to win the most. Yeah. That's I mean, it, it lined up for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't like I was taking 161 million to go to Seattle and I know I ain't gonna fucking win. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like I came here and I knew I was gonna fucking win. Yeah, right. You and know what I mean? And and it just so happened I got the most from from the Yankees. You yeah. know what I mean? So that never factored in. Like if I would have got a hundred and seventy one million dollar offer from Tampa, then now I really gotta think about like I gotta think about these players behind me and all of this shit and you know what I'm saying? Yes. So that that's that's when it makes it. That's different. actually it, that's a great point. It makes it easier if it's a team like the Yankees that, who's offering you the win. most money because you know you're gonna win yeah. or have a great chance to win and yeah. they're gonna keep putting the resources behind it. So that never even factor, factors in when, you know, about the uh, the younger players or the guys, you know, that came before you and all that. Is it weird for you? I always think about this because obviously in almost every other field, right, like financial stuff is private, you know, like Saving. Oh yeah, we yeah. hate that. Yeah, do you hate, hate that? Like everybody that. talks about that. Yes, we hate that. Yeah, like yeah. It, that, that's that, not like we, we don't that, mean. Th- that it's not private. But I mean, right? I guess we are for everybody's entertainment. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. Right, but like, but, but is no, it, is it weird? guys hate that shit. Yeah, because I would even think even in your own life, like it's a little uncomfortable. Uh, I mean, knows, when I like, signed, people thought I had a hundred. Like motherfuckers was lining up at my door like I had 161 <laughs> million at midnight. That <laughs> shit hit my bank account. Motherfuckers at the door like. <laughs> That shit was crazy. You know what I'm saying? You find so, out who your real friends yeah, are. Yeah, bro. That shit's oh, crazy. So, like, oh, man. nah, people don't need to know that. Yeah, that exactly. I, I, Dude, I think about that all the time in regard to athletes. Like, how, like, you want to keep your financial stuff private for a variety of reasons. And, you know, all of a sudden people, you know, like, oh, I know that contract was $161 million. It's like, that's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, man. it is. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, hey, great for you. But, like, that brings now all of a sudden other people, like, coming to you because they know. Added like, stress. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, by the way, uh, I uh, I there's a bunch of questions um, on Twitter. Our great audience has tweeted at R2C2. Um, but And one of them has to do with Cashman recruiting you. Before we get there – just talking about free agency in general, uh, movement has happened a little more quickly so far this year, including just right before we were recording the uh, Zach Wheeler signing. Um, he is getting $118 million from the Phillies. Nice. Which is you know, a huge number. Hey, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it's a huge number. Zach Wheeler's got, you know, he's got the stuff. I yeah. just haven't seen. Yeah, he's got to put it together. Still, right? right? Yeah, I know. Man, you giving a motherfucker hundred eighteen million? That's somebody that got to put it together still, right? Five for one eighteen, which Man. tell which tells you maybe who's a pitching coach there? With uh, they, hired, they hired a new pitching the coach. The Phillies, huh? yeah. Who did they? Uh, yeah, who did the Phillies hire? Yeah, because I know we but thought I'm just, Larry I'm just might saying, go there. But. Like it's got to be like, man. Yeah, if I'm giving a guy hundred million, man, guys got to be. Oh, I agree, man. You know what it's, I'm saying? Oh, I mean, no, Brian Price. Brian Price. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. He yeah. was the. I think he was a Cincinnati. Got you. Um, but he, yeah, I mean, it's awesome. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I just, bruh. But, but, right. But it, what's interesting is it feels different in a sense of like the last two off seasons. Like I feel like Zach Wheeler would have been one of those dudes. Like waiting, not signed. Yeah, yeah. Until no, February. it's moving. I mean, yeah, yeah right. Dahl signed. Abreu signed back. Um, yeah, stuff Even going Cole on. Hamill signed. Cole Hamill one year, signed. $18 million. Which was crazy. I mean, I yeah. guess he's an older pitcher, but yeah. he's in a good spot with the Braves. But yeah. uh, you know what was crazy, though? Is 
it, it's uh, like all those guys got non-tendered on the same, you know. On oh, the, I know. But yeah. All of those guys, like baseball is weird, man. Like, yeah, shit happens, and it's like these owners go to the GM meetings or owners meetings or whatever, and they're like, "Oh, we ain't gonna offer none of these dudes." Like, it's crazy how like in baseball in the off season, like the trends that happen, but it like all it happens all at once. Yeah. So like you can't really say collusion, but you'd be like, man, what the fuck? But but in the non tenders, there's a deadline it's for the deadline. Roster, it's that so day, it but happen, I'm just saying though, it it's never been that time, many right? guys well, though. What's interesting to me is I think now, like in the past, you would kind of like it to me, maybe this is wrong, but I think this is kind of like it, it used to feel like you would just keep your own guys and keep like working keep on no, it. No, yeah. no, no, no. Now, and that, now it's like, hey, you know what? I I'm, can find another guy. Right, yeah, like Greg, well, Greg Bird. I'm not going to just pay three and a half million dollars. Like I'm going to non-tender him yeah. or whatever. Or, or, or I'm uh, surprised Birdie d- decided to be a free agent too instead of go to the minors. Yeah, yeah. I saw with like, hey, my buddy uh, Joe Panic. He would have been a guy in line to make five million in arbitration. And he year. got non-tender. Instead, he was non-tender. He's he is a free agent. You know, so. I Man, free it. agency is not fun, bro. Yeah, like it's it, it is it does feel like there's more attention being put on the dollars now. Oh like, yeah, that are, even when, even way more so than when I was. A, yeah, you know. like even for like the lower level amounts. Yeah, you know? like for sure. I mean, you uh, yeah, I mean that, that's how they you know you value it, and I think now they. You know, back in the day, they used to pay you on pass. Yeah, yeah, right. Which you have done now. They that's so Zach Wheeler's getting paid on what he can do. Yes, right. You know what I'm saying? Fuck, fuck the past. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We're we're paying for what he's trending towards. Yes, yes. Which is which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's, it kind of sucks for older guys. Thirty-three year old is a free agent. Yeah, Yeah. you know what I'm saying? So how old is Wheeler? I'm gonna look. He's got to be in his mid twenties. Mid twenties only. Right. Yeah, I'm a I'm gonna try and look it up. I because he came up pretty young. Yeah. So maybe he's like 27, 28. But the cool thing about this is. Like, if you look at it now, like, if he's 29. 29. Yeah. Shit. Um, but if you look at, you know, these deals that are happening right now, this offseason, the way the movement's going, I think it's Money's going to be. Money's getting spent, yeah, right? Yeah, it's going to be a big offseason, yeah. which is great. And maybe also we're not going to have to wait till, you know, uh, Late February to find out what team Garrett, Garrett Cole's, Cole's going, going to, to or yeah. Strasburg's yeah, going to. Yeah, exactly. Like who knows, man? Winter meetings are happening this weekend. Maybe shit can maybe, be going. Maybe down. it gets done right then. You know, like, are you going to go to the winter meetings though? No, I mean I can't. I can't even get myself dressed. Guys. Oh yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> if tough. I could, yeah. I, I would definitely go. Would have gone. You just remember. Exactly what you said. You know what? Though? I'm not even an employee, so I, I yeah. mean, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> no, but at some point, at some we're, point, we're gonna get we're gonna get you that contract to join, uh, join the front office. But I feel like you just need to make the pitch, the exact pitch you just made to Garrett Cole. Like you're a Yankee. Like this is. I I loved it. It was impassioned. It was organic, and it was true. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So uh, Garrett, if you're listening, you just heard CC say why you need to be a Yankee. <laughs> Support for R2C2 comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. What a phrase, huh? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, really. Like, You know what's interesting about this, though? And this is why our audience needs to listen up. I think a lot of people, like, they get into wanting to partake in this activity. 
but they don't know what like tool to go to. Oh no, you definitely got to have a different tool than you use to like shave your head or shave your face. Yeah, exactly. And so that's this is definitely necessary. And that's why the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 is ideal. It is it's absolutely what you need cuz the last thing you want to do is be using that same thing. No, everything's below the belt, stays below the belt. <laughs> Everything above the belt stays up top. Exactly. Guys. And but in the past, it'd be like, well, what do you even type in Google to figure out what the tool is? Like be- below the, the belt help? Thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you use the same thing. And anyone who's ever used a regular razor knows that's bad news. That's you bad news. You don't want to be in that area, all right? <laughs> you do not want to be dealing with that. So that's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, They've redesigned their electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag <laughs> things you don't want to be nicked or snagged. It's a bunch of things down there you don't want to be nicked or snagged, too. <laughs> that's right, man. Hey, it's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. Oh, that's nice. That's pretty good. This reminds me of uh, David Cohn telling us the story of uh, yeah. Mo Vaughn. <laughs> Mo Vaughn, uh, you know, he, he needed one of these. <laughs> He didn't have one, according to uh, David Cohn's story. But the Lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which you know kind of makes sense when you think about it. It's the perfect gift this holiday season. Literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and um, this is an interesting twist, smelling nice down there too. They got a little something for that as well. I mean, and uh, who doesn't want to smell good everywhere, especially <laughs> there? So that's their, their – um, their crop preserver, they call it. It's um, anti-chafing, and it's also uh, a deodorant and moisturizer. <laughs> so I mean, they really thought of it all. Like, they got it all. They, down. they really do. And uh, whoever thought of whoever thought of this company had the problem. Yeah, exactly. Right? You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's figured it out for all of us. Right. They did. They they finally did. They they kind of saved. They saved like. Men. Like they, did, they just did. They, manhood everywhere has been saved by Manscaped. Like, it, they really have. So tis the season to Manscaped. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Here's the cool stuff. You get 20% off and free shipping with the code R2C2 at manscaped.com. 20% off. And free shipping with the code R2C2 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use the code R2C2. Um, You know what? I mean, clean up your stuff and uh, make Santa proud this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, go for it, guys. Um, All right, some questions from Twitter. Owen Moeller uh, asked, what do you remember about the feeling when Cashman came out to you and pitched coming to the Bronx? How much did that influence your decision? And do you like that Cashman is using the same tactic with Colin Strasburg? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think it, it, it proves to the player that you want him there. It's hard here, man. Like, it's hard to get people to want to come here. It's a lot of shit that comes with playing as, you know, with the Yankees. Um, you know, where to live, the media, uh, you know, playing in the Bronx. Um, so him going out there, I think is, you know, hopefully can make a huge difference. I know it made a huge difference for me and my wife. Um, and then just answering the questions that my wife had, you know, where can we live? You know, mm. the kid's going to be okay. And all of that type of shit that, you know, just makes it easier for the player. Yeah. You know, when their wife's at ease. Yeah. Um, 
I think it, you know, him going out there makes it easy to answer those questions. Does Garrett is Garrett married with kids? He's married. I don't know if he's got kids. Got you. Um, along those lines, and this is a similar question, but maybe just even a little more specific. Uh, N Costanzo twenty four asked, "What was the biggest part of Cashman's pitch that made you want to be a Yankee?" The opt out. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, because. I didn't know if it was going to work here or how yeah. I was like, I mean, I was moving, you know what I'm saying? I was moving here for good. Oh, that's That was my plan. Like I was going to move wherever I was going to sign. So yeah. I was moving my whole family, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So he, like him giving me that, if you don't like it in three years, you can bounce. Yeah. I was like, cool. Like this is like, that made me want to come. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. he was so sure yeah. that he was like, gave me that opt out that yeah. I was like, all right, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I like that. that. The, his assuredness that I was going to love it that much. Yeah. Made me okay. I was like, all right, like okay, this is gonna work. You know what's interesting about that? I would almost guarantee that our audience, when they heard you say the opt out, the first thing they thought is, oh, so you could get another contract, and it's not that. No, it it's was the, the guarantee that you're gonna love it. You're yes. not gonna opt out. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I bet like, you as they're hearing your answer, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah no, it was that. It was the yeah. yeah. Oh. It was that guarantee that I know you're gonna love it here. You're made to be a Yankee. The, all of that, and then it was like, and if you don't, you can leave in three years. Yeah. And I, I, I looked at Amber. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It, you know, like, hey, he's confident I'm going to love it, and also, worst case scenario, you can yeah, let me. Yeah. By the way, uh, Sadie just reminded me, Garrett Cole is married to uh, Brandon Crawford's sister. Oh. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Panic's old double playmate in San Francisco. I wouldn't uh, have known that. Yeah. See, <laughs> <laughs> championship together. That double play in game seven <laughs> against the Royals. All right. Mike DeLuca asks uh what was the hardest part of free agency you had to deal with and do you think uh it would be hard now given how free agency has changed uh I, yeah I'm, I'm not built for the, the this climate of free agency mm. i'd be panicking i've been tweeting like give me a fucking contract <laughs> all kind of shit um yeah. i think the hardest part about free agency is, is just waiting and not really knowing where you're gonna go i mean you have an idea of where you want to play in your head and most of the time, it's not the place. Mm. So um, you got to wrap your head around playing at a place that you never thought of. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, yeah, it's just, it just goes a lot different than what you always thought it was going to be. Alex B. Current asks, and obviously a lot of people have free agency questions right now because they want Cole here, and there's the parallels with you in California and everything else, and just being an ace on the market. Is it true that Jeter called you – and said, let's get this done, come to New York, before you signed with the Yankees. No, no I didn't talk to anybody before I signed with the Yankees. You didn't talk to G- he didn't, You didn't talk to him at all? I talked to him the day that I signed. But you, he didn't recruit you at all before that? Um, you know what? I saw him at the winter meetings. Okay. Um, randomly. And he was like, what's the deal? He was like, yo, what's the deal or something? Like, he asked me something like, a, like – like, like, are we going to get it done or what's the deal or something like that? But I saw him just like the night before or the night after I met with Cash. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I had just randomly saw him in Vegas. Um, but I didn't really talk to any, to any of the players before um, I signed only G. And I didn't know anybody either. Yeah. Did you know G before that? Mm-mm, just from All-Star Games. Got you. Um, Alex Villafana, uh, Villain Hustle on Twitter, wants to know who's your top five pitchers of all time at favorite, top five favorite pitchers of all time and favorite athlete growing up? Top five p- favorite pitchers, uh, Dave Stewart, for sure. Um, Randy Johnson. Man, it's crazy. 
Uh, I don't. I mean, that's that's the only two I can really think you of. You loved Randy Johnson. I love Randy Johnson. I love Bart. Uh, I loved uh, Dave Stewart, and I love Bartolo. Yeah, love watching Bartolo pitch. Um, what was but I, I'll have more hitters. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm like I you're like a to, hitter in your mind. Like, in my mind, yeah. I am. I, I yeah. don't want to watch a one to nothing fucking game. I want to watch like thirteen to twelve. Like you want the London, London game? Yes. Yeah. Oh. I want London series all the time. Oh, I would watch a lot of baseball if the shit was like London. <laughs> like Ooh. so, I have like my top like my my favorite athlete growing up was Bo Jackson. Mm. Obviously playing multiple sports and doing it on a high level, but. Deion Sanders is one of my favorite. Um, but, like, I have hitters. Like, I love Manny, um, uh, Griffey, mm. um, Dave Henderson, when I was a big fan of yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh. Um, Dave Parker. Oh, nice. I love, and I love Will Clark, too. Will love Clark. Will Clark. Did you get to have, like, of, of those guys you mentioned, I'm sure you had a relationship or developed a relationship with multiple guys in that group. But who are the ones who you ended up kind of like getting to know best? Or uh, Griffey, yeah. I, I know uh, we we ended up being really close friends. Dave Stewart, I have a good relationship with. Um, Ricky Henderson, I'm I'm close with. Um, so yeah, I mean it's cool to have those guys as like idols, especially like Griffey. Yeah, and then be cool with them, be able to like text them. You yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah, like, man. Like that's, that's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's uh it's cool to be able to like you know do that. Wait, last time we saw you, you were you you were gonna be going out to. Portland and maybe getting dinner with MJ. Oh yeah, when we had the summit. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't. In he wasn't, wasn't there. Okay, all right. Oh. <laughs> I thought he would be though. Oh, um, that's funny. But yeah, I went out. Um, I actually flew out and went to LA. I did went to the Uninterrupted Studios for a day, and then I flew to Portland um, and went to the baseball summit, awesome. which was cool because they didn't have to invite me. I'm a retired player. Yeah. They were out there making their shoes and shit, so it was fun to be able to go out and hang out with the guys and just kind of be around and, you know, not be forgotten. It was cool. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Are we allowed to say one of the things you were out in L.A. for or not yet? It's embargoed. Okay. All right. At some point, it'll be public knowledge. <laughs> yeah, at yeah. some point. <laughs> at some point, it'll be public knowledge. Um, All right. And, of course, a bunch of people wanted to ask about – your opinion of the Astro sign stealing story? Yeah, it's like I said, man. It's so crazy. I don't really know what to to make of it because one day I wake up and I'm like, you know, it is what it is. We lost, you know. And yeah. then another day I wake up and I'll see fucking a laptop down there, and I'm like, man, like <laughs> this is fucking too much. You know what I'm saying? So I don't. I'm just like on the fan. I'm, I'm in between on it right now. I really don't know what to think or make of it. Is it sucks, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm really. It just sucks that it like it happened. Yeah, yeah, I guess. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I knew the motherfuckers didn't beat us fair and square. <laughs> 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 I knew we was better than them, See? dog. See, fuck. You know, it's like I I'm so curious what the punishment's going to be and what other details emerge now. There's a full on investigation into it. Like I look at it and I think like, okay, there's gamesmanship and there's trying to get an edge. But then there's just flat-out cheating, too, you know? And to me, without having, you know, intimate knowledge about, uh, you know, exactly what all 30 teams in Major League Baseball are doing or not doing, I look at that and I'm just like, you know, that's cheating. Like, if you – I mean, and I'm just really curious – to find just the out the sending of the emails and right they have a paper trail like also right, if they had buzzers on their fingers we'll see if they did you know but 
But well, we, man, them motherfuckers have buzzers on their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I seen that one too. I'm like, oh. this is crazy. Uh, it's fascinating, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's crazy. That organization, man, they need to fire everybody, huh? <laughs> Feels like Jeez. it, man. There, I am so curious. We'll see what the punishment's going to be for them. Um, all right, uh, a couple announcing questions for me. Uh, Patty Mack, uh, Patrick McKins too says. What's the my favorite call I've had so far in my career across any sport? Hmm. I love the the one that Roto Wear turned into a shirt with Hicks's with catches. Hicks's catch. yeah, yeah, that was fun. And Man, then, they had that only on like number ten on the top ten plays of really? MLB. Yeah, what the heck? That had to be higher than ten number. That's 10. what I said. Yeah, that was unbelievable to win the game, and that game was so wild. Um, I I would say I loved getting to call that. Judge's home run in Seattle for just a like, Oh, yeah, that pure was call. that at 17? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that that like for a pure call. Actually, like the uh, Nets – You don't have any NBA calls? Yeah, like so they're um, – Ka- Kawhi Leonard uh, game four against Memphis in 2017 first round, Spurs-Grizzlies. It was an unbelievable overtime game, and uh, Grizzlies ended up winning, but it was like – some absurd amount of lead changes, and Kawhi just was possessed. At that time, it was a career high in scoring for him. I think he scored 43 points, and that was career high regular postseason. And I had some calls on, like, some of those buckets, especially Kawhi, where I was like, oh, I like this. You know, this, <laughs> this is good. This is good. So that – and then last year, Nets coming back against the Kings. Um, that that come from behind win at, where they were down 28. Oh, yeah, I was watching that game. It was unbelievable, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, Crazy. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. They, I had, like, a couple uh, – D'Angelo Russell, like, are you kidding that me? That was the yeah. game when I texted you, and I was like, remember I texted you, and I yes. was like, it's got to be hard to do local games compared to national games because you got you to, gotta, like, play up to the team. Yes, And when the yes. team's getting blown out, it's yes. fucking hard, but then they came back. Then they back. came back. Yes, yeah. I do remember you yeah, texting yeah, yeah. me, and I, yeah. I remember being like, oh, damn, he's up. You yeah, know, nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. It It is. Like, I would say, you know, and I've, I have some experience with that with uh, – the Nets because they had like if you're doing a national years. game and the game's a blowout either way you can just talk about the 100%, team percent yeah the, the the team that's doing good but yeah. if you're doing a Nets game they're getting blown out it's hard to like pick up facts and you know little things about team that's getting blown out by fucking thirty you're trying because you're not gonna bury them you yeah. know you're not gonna be pummeling the Nets yeah, you gotta it's get true. on a plane with them after yeah the exactly <laughs> exactly you're trying to you're trying to find um you know like little stories or. Whatever, like slivers of positivity. It became a lot easier after Sean Marks took over because, like, I bought into the vision and believed in, like, the future. So even as they were struggling the first couple years with Sean and Kenny, I, like, knew there was a bigger plan, Mm -hmm. you know? And that made it easier. But I always think, man, I think the worst, like, local – and obviously it's all within the the candy shop that is sports, right? But, like, the toughest – Local gig would be if you were doing every single baseball game of a hundred loss team. Ugh. That has to be just awful. Oh, it's got to be tough, man. August. Oh my gosh, what are you talking yeah. about? Especially you know what you, but oh. you know what you end up talking about the other team. You almost have to, and, and then and then you love when the Yankees come in town or Boston yeah, come in town, yeah, yeah, because then you get to see like some good baseball. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and you can almost yeah. act like those are big games. Yeah, then, oh, you know, those yeah. are huge games. Yeah, for the for your like if you win it, you feel great. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's true because like because the one thing about like the difference in the sports, right? Baseball broadcasting is so conversational. You know, I mean, the actual amount of action is probably about 
you probably do like 10 to 15 minutes of play-by-play in a three-hour broadcast. Stories. Yeah. Whereas in basketball, the action can still, for the most part, sustain itself even if the team's bad, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, man, can you imagine me like the Marlins oh, broadcaster last man. year? Like. I would have told Derek, we need you on three innings a night, man. <laughs> Every yeah, night. Exactly. <laughs> Please stay with us. Every night. Uh, and then Vince Mora asked, is Ryan ever going to call NFL games? I have broadcasted several NFL games on radio for ESPN. I love it. I would totally be down to broadcast more NFL. Who does Monday night now? Monday night is Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarlane. Um, and then, you know uh, – the tough thing for me with NFL is like it conflicts with my NBA right now. So I would love to maybe do NFL, but it would have to like reconfigure things, you with, know? With basketball. Yeah. Um, all right. A uh, couple uh, other uh, sports questions. C. Spencer Hall wants to know he says he's going into his fantasy football playoffs. How's your team holding up? Man, my Yankees league, I didn't even make the fucking playoffs. Oh, no. And is that Terrible. your final year in it, too? That's my final year in the Yankees That's league. That's no swan song. But I got, um, I'm, in the, I'm in the playoffs in one of my leagues. So. Okay. How many leagues are you I'm in? Playing, uh, I'm playing Rappaport this, this, oh, really? this week, actually. Is he talking trash um, to you? Nah, man, I don't answer that dude's text. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Sorry, Michael. Um, <sighs> he, he's got a good team, though, um, so it should be fun. Uh, and I put, he put me out of the playoffs the last couple of years. So Yeah? Um, but, yeah, that was my last year in the Yankees league and didn't make the playoffs, so oh. it's all good. I feel, I'm sorry, man. This is, uh, this is interesting. Um, Andrew Campbell, who's the better bowler, Ryan or CeCe? Are you a good bowler? Well, what do you what's your like your average score? Like one sixty five. You're probably better. I, I I will I can bowl a one sixty five, but I'm feeling good if I bowl a one sixty five. I was in a league when yeah. I was a kid. Cause, oh really? Yeah. Oh look at you, Mookie Betts. Yeah, I bowled in the league when I was a kid. Oh, that must have been fun. If man. it was any kind of league, as when I was a kid in Vallejo, my mom put me in it. That's awesome. One thousand percent. So I did everything. Did, did you bowl righty or lefty? I, I can bowl righty, but I bowl better lefty. I, like if I bowl righty, I bowl like a one thirty-five, one forty. That's lefty. So good. I'm one sixty-five pretty much every time. Wow, that's good, man. Yeah, I'm about uh, I'd say like one thirty-five. I haven't bowled in a while though, but I love it. I want to. I back haven't to bowled it. since. Uh, 2012 since I had bowls for I we bowled every weekend when we first moved here. Really? We went to Lucky Strike down in the city on yeah. the west side. We went every weekend, literally every weekend. And then I got those bone spars in my elbow. Oh, <laughs> and then no. I, I haven't said this is a work hazard. I haven't bowled uh, since. Oh <laughs> man, that's funny. Um then this is one on one in basketball. Who would win, Ryan or CeCe from Bombers Beat? I mean, look. Uh, CC would obviously win. Like, I mean, <laughs> the man is is uh, is almost a full foot taller than me. You know, oh, we, 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 I haven't played basketball. What are you a long six seven? Now. Six seven. Yeah, and I'm yeah. five ten. I mean, I I I would like to think I could just step my way. We gotta get some games over at the house though. Oh, that would be great. Some some group chat pickup games. Hell yeah! By the way, you mentioned your mom before putting you in every league. I have to tell you, you were um, uh, the honoree, one of the honorees at the March of Dimes luncheon. First of all, your outfit was terrific. Oh, thanks. Bro. I mean, I, I I keep thinking about it. It was it was, <laughs> it was that good an outfit. It really was with the hat. The I hats don't know what, now. That's my new thing. Oh man, what that's a terrific gonna my, hat! That's going to be my my new thing now. The hats because I can't wear baseball hats everywhere. Anybody who hasn't seen Cece's outfit from the March of Dimes luncheon, just Google it right now. <laughs> it was phenomenal, and the hat was great. Um, and your speech was beautiful, man. Like oh, thank th- you. your tribute to your grandma and your mom and Amber, and oh, it was yeah. really nice. It was nice, hard man. not to think about the women in my life, you know, being at the March of Dimes. Yeah. And, you know, obviously the work that they do, you know, with, with the premature babies and yeah. their mothers. Um, 
Um, so, yeah, it just made me start thinking. I had this whole speech that I was going to yeah. say, and then, like, I didn't even take my phone up there. I was like, I'm just going to talk about my mom and my wife. Because, really, it's, it's crazy, man. My grandmother, my mom, and my wife are really one person. That's awesome. It's the weirdest thing. Like, I'm so blessed to be able to have all three of them in my life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If one person, if person had one of those, one of these type of people in their life, yeah. you know, they'll be fine. And I have, I've had three. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, it's been a blessing just to be in contact with them and, and be around them. So I had to be able to – I wanted to be able to give them a tribute for sure. That's really cool, man. That yeah. That is awesome. Also, do you get nervous when you're doing that kind of stuff? Cause oh, man, I've been thinking about that since Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah. I but you were very that. You were so composed, and it was a room of 850 people. Oh, that's people. the worst for me. Like, I yeah. like I immediately started sweating. As soon as they, like, I was yeah. fine, everything, yeah. the lunching, whatever. As soon as they started doing the uh, honorees, I started sweating. Like, I yeah. hate talking in front of people. Hate it. You And I, it could be – 800, like, executives like it was, yeah. or it could be fucking five kids in no matter kindergarten, what? and I'm still just as nervous. Wow. It's crazy. That's it's really crazy. interesting. I actually, I always, um, or I often go back, my high school, Hackley in Tarrytown, they do a thing for the junior class the first Friday. First Friday, they do, they call it first Friday, they do something special in each grade. And for the junior class, they do a whole day on public speaking. So I've gone back and talked several times. And I always tell them this story at the beginning. And I always say, like, you know, it's it's normal to be nervous. Like, everybody is. There's no one who does public speaking who gets up and doesn't feel some sort of elevation. And there's um, there was a study done that I was made aware by Lewis Freeman, who was my public speaking professor at Fordham, maybe one of the only two or three teachers' names I remember from college. And he... Uh, talk, told us about a study they did where they put like heart monitors on like 10 of the top orators across the world, right? Every single one of them, their hearts started racing at the beginning of speeches. These are people who did it professionally for years and years and years and are amazing at it. And they still had that. So the point is like, you know, when you are feeling nervous in those, this is what I tell the kids, right? Like, know that that's normal right it's just part of it. every you know, time it it's crazy? gonna be part and, of it like i had much more that i was gonna like i was gonna have like a i was gonna like tell a story about amber or whatever yeah and as soon as i see somebody's face yeah then i have to end it like i was i was like talking and i wasn't like if i'm looking in the crowd i'm not looking at anybody gotcha but then as soon as i lock in on somebody yeah. then i was like it's over were they making so, like, like I getting was, teared up or no something? no yeah, it's yeah, just yeah oh like i'm up here talking like they're oh. looking at me like it's time for me to go <laughs> Like, I was talking, I'm, like, talking about Amber, I'm about to get into it, and I saw Roger Goodell, and I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> good to be here, thanks uh, to be here, I'll see y'all tomorrow. Like, like, it was in the speech. Hey, like, Ro- Roger Goodell gave you a shout-out. Yeah, he did, speech. that yeah. was cool. Yeah, that yeah. was cool, that yeah. was really cool. By the way, how funny is it, well, first of all, just on the final thought of that, what was amazing to me is even with you feeling that, you were so composed. Like, oh, you, you didn't speed up at all, it was really nice. Um that room, it was like a million. Everybody it's like was the powerhouses yeah, of all no business idea. sports executives. That was insane. It's, that was pretty cool. Steve Tisch was really cool. Yeah. Like I'm a big fan. I mean, I'm you know I'm a sports fan, so yeah. I know a lot of those the, the people that were in that room, and it was uh you know Stephanie McMahon. It yeah, was, it was that was full. Cool. Rick cool. Flair. Rick Flair. Was that there. was awesome, man. That was dope. I, I also I um I just finished reading the CAA book Powerhouse, which was fascinating. And I did, and I'm a CAA client, so I had a vested interest. But I did not realize that, like, all the, like, because I know Steve Tisch. I know he's a Hollywood guy, but I know him more so as the Giants owner. I'm a Giants fan, right? 
I didn't realize like all the incredible things he's done in Hollywood as a producer. Yeah. It's nuts, yeah. man. He's made so many hits. So many hits, man. Oh, so it, many hits. That's it, what he really was telling people uh, in it, the green room that Equalizer 3 is a great movie. Really? Oh, that's, that's awesome, like, man. He was telling that as a joke. Hey, I'm in. That's what he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was backstage. He really was? About. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's great. That is fantastic. All right. We have a couple TV film questions oh, for people. It was people. cool to meet Lindsay Vaughn, too. Oh, yeah. She, know, she seemed been, cool, man. She was really cool, and I can relate to her a lot. I watched her special on HBO. But the in, like, I'm, obviously, I haven't been through the amount of injuries she's been through, but like watching her come back off rehab at the ACL and broken arm and, you know, torn. Like, it was crazy to watch the way she battled back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that was, it was cool to be able to meet her, too. She had a real nice, like, presence yeah. to her, too. You know, yeah. she, we should get her on the pod. Yeah. She I would be she'd fantastic. Be good. Yeah, for yeah. sure. With those stories and the injuries. The injuries she went through, crazy. Yeah, like, if, if anybody, if you get a chance to watch her uh, HBO, she's yeah. got a, a HBO special out right now, and it's, it's really good just talking about everything that she's been through. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out. Um, all right. Uh, Dennis Whalen 94 I know CeCe said he wouldn't watch The Mandalorian while they were releasing an episode per week instead of all at once but have the Baby Yoda memes changed that at all for you? Uh, they haven't changed it but I've been posting the Baby Yoda yeah. memes you see <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but uh no, I haven't. I still haven't watched. It. I don't even have Disney Plus yet because I don't want to watch it. That yeah, because once you have it, you, so then you're, I'm gonna watch. It. Are you gonna wait till the final I'll episode? I'll wait till the final it? episode and okay. I'll watch it. I'll watch it all in one day. They have four. You will too. It's really good. Yeah, man. you they, know, I'll watch it all at once. What's interesting to me is like I knew I would like it. First of all, because I like everything. Secondly, because I'm a diehard Star Wars fan. But there are all these people I know who aren't Star Wars fans who love that the like show. It. Yeah, man. Like, that love the show. That's dope. It, like, so that makes me, you know, want to watch it even more. Yeah. But I, I just I can't go week to week, bro. Yeah, so you're going to wait. You could do four right now. No. There's four out. All right, you're going to wait. I got to wait. All right. And Disney Plus is amazing. You're going to love it. Um, Brian, My daughters have it already. Yeah? Do they like it? They love it. Yeah, it's, love it. it's really good. Brian GLHF says, uh, are you guys, once in a while, are you guys watching Watchmen? I am. I haven't watched it yet. How is it? It's it's good. It's uh, I still don't know what the fuck's going on, <laughs> but it's good though. It's you know what I'm saying. But other like, than that, it's really good. I love yeah. HBO. Yeah, like the acting's good. You know, it's a great story. I mm-hmm. guess it's, it's but it's fucking weird. Yeah, is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. I I watch Watchmen movie. Did you watch the Watchmen movie? I I saw the Watchmen movie. I have to tell you. It's the strangest experience I've ever had in a theater. See, but I got so I I think I need to go watch this fucking movie. But like, yeah. I'm, I'm caught up on the show, but I still really don't have no clue who Doctor Manhattan. I mean, the last episode talked about Doctor Manhattan. Oh, I don't even know. What do you mean? You oh, oh, he's the main guy in the movie. What the fuck well, are you I gotta, talking I gotta, about? I gotta tell you. Have you seen the movie? Or not? I have. I've seen it, but <laughs> but I have, I have to tell you. I have to tell you my experience in the movie. Okay, so I went on the day where you lose an hour uh, with um, you know because of sleep. I was yeah. I was in college, and I went with a bunch of my friends from Fordham, and we went to a midnight showing in the city, and we were still living in the Bronx then, and it was a midnight showing, and you lose an hour. Okay, and we're in the theater. And there was uh, one person in front of me. No, excuse me. There was a person behind us who was on the phone, like for a good 15 minutes during the movie. It's driving me nuts. Like, I, <laughs> absolutely nuts. Like, and it was so distracting or whatever. And then there was a person in front of us who was having a favor performed on them during <laughs> during the during the movie, okay? So it was well, this has got to do with you losing an hour. So well I'm saying, so I'm saying is so we have this bizarre experience in the theater where everyone's like, this movie's so long. It was like a three hour movie, whatever. And 
and it like everybody thinks it ends at one point. And then it doesn't. And the whole theater, because this was Times Square, too. And if you've ever gone to a movie at Times Square, it's just like it's like a hodgepodge of all different kinds of people, right? And because of it, it kind of becomes a more like festive atmosphere in the theater, I want to say, where people are just like loud. They react loudly to things. And, and it's like it's, it's every race, religion, color, creed, tourists, local, everything, right? And it's just like everybody, for whatever reason, when they're there, is just loud. And... When it when it, the movie continued, there was just like a chorus of people. No, come on, you gotta be gonna, this, 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 this has gotta be done. No, 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 no. We ain't watching more of this. No, man, no, we're done. Like at, like the whole theater. So, so just, wait, so is Doctor Manhattan uh, in this movie? I don't or not? know, man. I have what no idea. All, all, all I know is there was a satisfied customer in front of me. That's all I know. <laughs> like so this movie's not gonna fucking help no, me no, at no, all. No, with this exactly. show. no. Like, I, I remember Malin Ackerman looking hot in the movie and that's about all I remember <laughs> but like I walked outside we were like this is a strange experience it was 4.20 in the morning there's no one on the street I was like what a weird ass time oh, man. So, anyway man. watch the movie tell me what you think At the, uh, uh, oh, yeah well I'm, I'm watching the series yeah you so might as well watch the movie you might as well watch the movie um, it was weird man alright uh, how about Philip uh, Bork says would C consider some cameos in Hollywood I feel like the charismatic persona and contagious laugh would play well in the industry. Man, I don't know. I, I never even thought about that. No, um, no. Nah. You wouldn't do it. So. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I probably would. But yeah, I, I, that'd be I, cool, man. Not something like I'm like chasing. You know what I'm saying? You should like be something in one of the new Star Wars movies that comes out down the road. Now I would do that, right? For How, sure. Who would that be? To be like a Wookiee or something? Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be awesome. Or a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, like that'd be sick, <laughs> right? Come on, if I had some storm, like a, a stormtrooper with some J's. <laughs> yeah, on. man. Oh, that's like I have. Um, so people know it's me. So my favorite uh, artist is a guy named Sant Love, and he actually does like stuff like that. And yeah, I have, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've yeah, seen yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a print of his here that has it's a uh, Darth Vader. In a th- on a throne with Jays on. Yeah, yeah. I, I just ordered this uh, Darth Vader shirt. He's got the bread zone. Oh, really? I'm waiting for it to come. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. sick, man. That's sick. Um, all right, two more questions. Talking Jake, who is uh, the partner of John Boy, they do the Talking mm-hmm. Yanks podcast. Um, they Wait, blowing they, up. They, yeah, they're the ones that's, that's got this whole investigation. Exactly, man. And they, Major League Baseball looking up their fucking Twitter. And exactly, shit. they're running stuff, man. He says, uh, does CC have a game plan for the beard? Not James Harden. I'm saying let that thing grow, Big Daddy. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it's, it's, I'm rocking it. Okay, it's, it's going. You're, out, not, yeah. you're not trimming it or anything. No. And then Gino Horvath says, CC, now that you have a lot of time on your hands, what will you do with yourself? Um, what's a passion you can't wait to get into? And any shot at signing a couple of baseballs for my boys Lincoln and Mason for Christmas? Oh, yeah, I'll sign a couple of baseballs. Yeah, we'll I'll, bring some baseballs to the next podcast. Yeah, I don't think uh, – I don't have any plan. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. just going – you know, hopefully working down with the Yankees, hanging out, um, being around the kids, and just uh, traveling. And growing R2C2 to be the biggest podcast in the country. That's it right there. Get that Joe Rogan money. Come we need on. to get on video, bro. Yeah, we do, man. Every every pod make it a video podcast. Yes. yes. There we go. All right. We can have them in my apartment. That's fine. Yeah. Um, we can set it up. <laughs> that's right. It's the Soho Studios now. <laughs> um, I think we – see, we also have – we have another message for you. Um, this one is, uh, it's not social media, but, uh, but a special message for you that you can, uh, take a look and a listen to. CC, my brother, I just want to say congratulations on an unbelievable career, man. 
Uh, much respect to you, the big fella at the mound. Seeing you in Cleveland, seeing you in the pinstripes in New York City, seeing you doing all the things that you did all the way from Oakland, man, from Vallejo. Uh, much respect, much love, my brother. And I know you're going to enjoy your family and your kids and your retirement. So salute, big CC Sabathia. Love, brother. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so it's always king. cool to get the uh you know, to get like retirement videos and like Yeah. From like other players and like your friends and stuff. It's uh like that's that's awesome. It, it's cool when it's like too like I mean I mean that's LeBron James, right? Like now he's gonna be when you think about like legends in the game when they're coming out to like when MJ's like, I mean, I I know you you have a relationship with both of no, them, but, but still, that, it's that like don't, don't man, matter if you it's have crazy, right? Or not, but it's still like cool to yeah, you know, to get that you know to get that recognition from those guys is it's always awesome and it makes you feel like you know you did something right. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's, uh, it was pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome, man! Very cool stuff. And um, you know, now the next move is just for us to get LeBron on R two C two when sure. he's in town, man. <laughs> you know, come on, that's like he's part of the uninterrupted fam. Um, so uh, see, I guess uh, you know that about wrap it up. We uh, we're back uh, on schedule now. We are back on schedule. I got no job but this <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> so we will we will have a new episode next Thursday, December twelfth, releasing. We're working on some different things for that episode. It could be very cool. Uh, we're gonna have the manager of the Yankees on soon as well. Aaron Boone will come back on, and who knows, maybe Garrett Cole will be a Yankee by the time he does. We certainly hope so. So. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Most importantly, tell everybody in your life who enjoys great content that they need to listen to the R2C2 podcast. It's just crucial that they do. And um, see, we'll be back uh, in a week, man. Let's do it. All right. Peace. Peace.